Hello and welcome to First Geek 411. I'm your host, Cameron Franklin. And with me, as always, is my best man, Chris Nicolay. Chris, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm tired. But I'm good. I'm recovering. Nice. I spent way too much time with that. <laughs> was in way too hard of vacation mode. <laughs> you just had all the fun. I did. It was a good time. And with us, I was trying to think of something to say that wasn't crazy, but is Emma. Emma, how are you doing? <laughs> Hi. I am also tired, but for a completely different reason that is not vacation related, but is in fact wildfire related. That includes evacuations and snowstorms, snowstorms the of all things. But I am alive, so that is the uh, the uh, long and the mm-hmm. short, and I am thankful I am alive. We are glad you are doing well, or as well as you can be, in the midst of what you're going yes. through. Yeah. Hiding away yeah. in a hotel room somewhere. <laughs> this week, we're talking about AOC playing Among Us. We're talking about Moon Knight. We got new iPhone news and some new D&D subclasses on top of all of our other stuff and then of course we're going to wrap up with a top three and this week we're doing our top three monsters before we get into that listeners as always you can find us on our social media which is one geek 411 on our facebook twitter instagram playstation community i think playstation communities are going away so we need to take that out of the thing my bet um, you can also join our discord server are they i think so wow i don't know um, there's so many like PlayStation <laughs> changes that, that like I just haven't read all just of the announcements it. on because people are super upset about some of them because they like ruined chat like the easiest thing to not ruin they just messed it all up um, mm. but um, if you want to talk to us about that you can do that in our discord server or at our email 1stgeek411 um, at gmail.com or you can check out our show notes on our website onegeek411.com you can watch live on every Monday night on Twitch, 645 Mountain Time. Um, we do a great post-show chat. Then you can find the episodes later over on our YouTube. And if you're a podcast listener, you can write and subscribe wherever it is that you listen to podcasts. So with that, let's get into what we've been up to this past week. Chris, we missed you last week. What all were you up to? So I've been up, <laughs> there's like two weeks of things. So I did fly out. Uh visit my sister in Maine, Portland, Maine. Um, and it was great. Although a lot, Maine's still predominantly shut down. I mean, everything's just outdoor seating, which sucks. Saturday is rainy, but um, just kind of explored. Gained nice. five pounds is great. I ate all the food. Um, one nice thing about COVID, and I hope this doesn't change when we're over this, is that airlines are now loading back to front. Mm-hmm. Like, why is just this not I, the standard? I, I have a feeling that they won't keep that because then their first class passengers will get a bit. They picky. still do. They still give priority boarding to their like. Oh, so they did like. So they did like first everything. class and then did back to front. So they do essentially. They do you know uh, people who do need extra time. So people with children under two, military, mm-hmm. and then they do essentially yeah priority. They they 
the first class. So, I mean, like they're more likely to get sick. That's fine. It's not my problem. Um, if that's what they, if they, if they <laughs> really want to be, the be on the plane first, <laughs> that's perfectly fine. I don't care. Um, <laughs> but, but everything else, like every, like the economy portion was always just so, so obscure. You're in boarding class five just because yeah. like it, like, okay. Well, for some airlines, it depends on if you check in 24 hours beforehand you can, or like, not. pay to get the early check-in, so it but, automatically checks you in. It's, that way they get your money. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll never do that. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, it was super nice. So that they're like, yeah, boarding rows 40 to 35. <laughs> and then boarding rows, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is wonderful. And it's like, so much yeah. faster <laughs> and you don't have to sit there and awkwardly squeeze by everyone and it's like okay, yeah kind of corny and i'm like yeah. this is this should be the normal this is this is <laughs> but yeah so that was super fun um i gotta play pokemon community event community saturday was um the saturday i was in maine so got lots of shiny nice. charizards got like too many can't stop won't too stop many. I mean, it's just one of those things like where I was just out walking downtown. I just had my Pokeball Plus catching everything around me. And I looked and I was like, oh, that's like 16 shiny Charmanders. Do what you got to do. Um, yeah. And uh, so I did that. And then I've kind of just been coasting on that vacation mode since then. Um, but I've also been doing like daily tasks and Genshin Impact. So I'm still playing that here and there. Um, although it's more, I'm just mostly trying to do daily stuff like the tasks and stuff. And then also as a result, um, of watching the first couple episodes of Star Trek Discovery, which just launched, started back up a couple weeks ago. Um, I also went back and watched, uh, the Lower Decks, um, which is the animated series, um, comedy series kind of, it reminds me a lot of Futurama. Um, but it's like the, it follows like the second contact ship instead of like the first contact, like the enterprise. It's like the lesser known vessels that are just there to do cleanup and maintain relationships, I guess. Um, and do all the dirty work. Right. And it's not, it's, it's pretty good. It's it's, it's funny. It has some good humor. There's a lot of great Star Trek references in it. Um, all in all, like it's definitely not the best animated like series, but and I've always had a problem with like American humor in terms of animated humor, like and animation. It's like our animation sucks <laughs> sometimes. Um, <laughs> but Lower Decks is pretty well done, and if you are a Star Trek fan, I would recommend it, um, it for sure. Um, also been trying to get caught up on watching some anime. Hopefully I'll have the shows I'm watching for the current season solidified by next week. Um, so we can talk about that some other time. But then I watched a few other random Netflix things like The Unicorn. Um, it It's a weird family show. I don't know. Um, and also started watching Queen's Gambit last night, which is like a period piece revolving around a, chess pro- a female chess mm. prodigy. It's not a true story, but pretty good so far i'm like i'm i'm in, I'm enjoying that one um but 
I'll give you my full review once it, it's a little mini series. So once we have that done, nice. that's what I've been up to. That's it. Emma, what about you? <laughs> uh, so lots of stuff going on this week. Um, as kind of mentioned earlier, we had to uh, book it out of town due to wildfires. So my two positive things this week were getting to start the count crown tundra on my pokemon sword uh game because that came out and that was super fun um it's really it's really exciting just to be able to capture some of the legendary pokemon um from older games but in a like they have like new versions of them which is really fun and i've also started playing among us um which is has been a lot of fun um I haven't played it until yesterday or today, I think. And I've been really enjoying it and have had a couple of su- successful wins already. So those are my two I big things. I downloaded Among Us and then just haven't played it. We were, we were like, <laughs> so like I have it on my phone. We were talking about doing it with like our D&D group instead of D&D one night. And then we just mm-hmm. did something else instead. Did. Yeah. And so, Didn't get around to it. Um, but it's on yeah. my list. I know we've had some behind-the-scenes talks about some Among Us streams. And so hopefully. Yeah. Well, and there's there's been some chats with a friend group of mine over Facebook of having a like nice. an Among Us game night. Because we usually connect together about once a month and play like Jack's Box or something. I just know so, be really bad at that uh, game. Yeah. <laughs> I just figured it'd be good mm-hmm. to like get familiar with it first before we jump into anything like that so at least i don't or at least i do know how to play the game to some extent so like i could probably figure out how to play yeah. the problem is like you're <laughs> yeah people. it's and like second i'm on the imposter it's, pretty, like, it's not that i probably like, <laughs> i can do fine like if i want to be but like i feel like the humor in that game is too much for me to just don't be sus <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm going to be sus. Yes, don't be. <laughs> Even yeah. if I'm not the imposter, I'm going to be like, hmm, Right away. Interesting. Yeah. <laughs> interesting. Hmm. I don't know what you're talking about. So for me. <laughs> also. But I saw him in the electrical Chris room. Chris just makes up the, rooms. Whatever. Like, I was in the library. There's not <laughs> yeah, a library. Yeah. I was doing this. I was doing that. Chris, there is no library. What, what type of ship doesn't have a library? I thought these things should be like conserving <laughs> culture. This one. <laughs> I'd be like, I was just reading my book. <laughs> That's my cue for not doing tasks. <laughs> Chris did it, everyone. <laughs> All right. Or just like, before we even me? start the game, Chris did it. Even if I didn't, I was just... It's like, I was just standing here. <laughs> yeah. Um, I really like the theory for Among Us that ultimately the imposters are actually the good guys, which is why yeah. they know how to navigate the the vents. The vent system, and, like, yeah. They self-sabotage their ship because they were invaded. So they, like, that's why the, all the repairs have to be done and everything. Interesting. I had not heard uh, that. I really like that theory regarding it. And it, it's just like, it, it, like, I mean, it makes it, sense. Yeah. When you get to into playing the game it makes a lot of sense um that the imposters are the original owners of the ship or whatever um it's just it does put it it's like that question of telling a story from the bad guys point of view rather than the good guys because in among us the imposters 
seem like the bad guys. Just because they're killing things, but they're trying to kill invaders. That's why I like. Yeah. Because, I mean, like, just in general, it makes sense that these guys, like, the people that took over their ship don't know their way around it, so... Mm-hmm. And they're just running around trying to complete these repairs so they can further take it over. And then the imposter, it's like the original owner, reinfiltrates their group and just starts killing them. Just like, get off more shit. <laughs> I yeah. like that theory so much. So for me, this past weekend, streamed some more Death Stranding. Um, so that was a ton of fun. Also for Emma, watch more Doctor Who. And so we just did watch the Robin yeah. Hood episode. <laughs> and so... Um, oh, that's a good episode. How's your Lion April? You know, Chris, I watched some more Doctor Who. Yeah, that's what I thought. <laughs> and um, I also have gotten into the hype train um, and started playing Genshin Impact. And so I'm... What do you think? It's so fine. Like, I'm definitely... Yeah. I mean, it's a free It's very game. well done for a free <laughs> game. Um, and the gotcha is definitely there. The first time I did like a, like super pool or like a 10 fate pool and got zero four or five stars wait what that should, should be, be. Impossible. i think i got one four star i mean but but you have to get one you're guaranteed yeah. one four and so that was rough and a ten. um because it was like a weapon i already had or whatever um well you you use I, it to I, refine I your other weapons so. um okay. okay just making sure there's so many weird but, things i don't um, teach you but yeah, so I'm, I'm enjoying it. I don't know how much I'll play. Like, it's definitely one of those games that feels like I'm just playing until something else comes along, but I'm definitely having fun. Yeah. That's where the draw is, though, is like, it's like, I'm waiting for PS5. I'm waiting for these big yeah. games. But this feels mm-hmm. a very good open world niche for me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the gotcha aspect, I'm definitely feeling it a little more. Although I have my solid four to six characters that I regularly use. Um, but yeah. For me, some of it is, I mean, obviously with the loot box side of it, is it so random who all you get? So I think I have five, not five. I think I have three electric people and three fire people and one ice. I have. And so it's just like, people. well, this like, it's one of those of like, and the ice one is one you get from the story. And so I'm just like, don't mind me. I'm happy they give you characters that will you'll, you can, so that you can balance out your team at least. So you can make sure you right. have the elements that you need. So, I mean, that's a plus. And then everything else is just uh, more. I'm at, I'm adventure rank 15 right now. I think I just hit that. So I'm close to getting to co-op. And so, which is the main reason I wanted to get into it. Mm. But we'll see. Um, let, let me know. And then in celebration of book club, we watched Tim Burton's Sleepy Hollow. I didn't realize he made a, a Sleepy Hollow yep. movie? Yep. Isn't it a movie? Okay, yeah. I didn't realize he made a Johnny movie Depp of and Zichabod. Right. Why is it not surprising Why that Tim that Burton cast the one guy <laughs> who's cast in every role? Why is that not a surprise? It's Tim Burton. Yeah. Um, so it's good. Um, it's funny because it's rated R and it definitely would not be R today. 
Like it, it's one of those. Oh, like, no. like sometimes when you watch <laughs> no, old I, movies, it's like this is rated G, and it's like they just dropped five f bombs. Um, and other times you get stuff like this where yeah. like people get decapitated, but it's almost comical. And so, um, mm-hmm. well, oh wait, is it the one where he has a pumpkin as his head, or is that another one? one? There is a That's pumpkin, but okay. I think I watched this one is a little one more, as a kid. It's definitely a little more darker and gritty because it's Tim Burton. Yep. So they didn't Okay, so it's write. more Tim Burton-y. Okay. Cause the the most exposure I had to Sleepy Hollow growing up was mm-hmm. what I think it must have been like Disney or something Disney-ish. It, uh... Where he had a pumpkin for a head. Right. I think it's on Disney Plus. I'm pretty sure it's the Disney okay. animated series. So they did they did like a Anime, movie. It's like I mean like a um, short. It's not a yeah. but uh... yeah. Yeah, it's not a full and movie, so, but it's good. I definitely enjoyed it, and it's definitely very different from the book. So, like, we'll t- we can talk more about that on Thursday at six forty-five, right here on Twitch.tv/slash One Geek Four One One. But, um, but it's kind of one of those that, like, I hadn't like read the book yet or done the audio book, and so I was going through it. I'm like, this isn't how I remember this story going. And then, like today, I did the audio book, and I'm like, oh, it's because it's mm-hmm. completely different. Got it. There is an Ichabod and there is a headless horseman. And that's about the the similarities. While I was out east, I thought about take like convincing my sister and her new husband to take a road trip down to Sleepy Hollow, which Sleepy Hollow didn't exist at the time the book was made. They actually just saying it's a fictional town um, originally. But I thought it'd be cool. They made it into a tourist. Well, like a town renamed themselves. Sleepy Hollow kind of making themselves into like a touristy place. Yes. Yeah, like Forks, Washington. When the but Twilight Forks was originally thing was a, a, a real thing. place. Like Forks, Washington. Yeah, but then prior. they took advantage right, right. of it. But <laughs> a town literally changed their name to take advantage of it instead of just like, hey, we're just going to, yeah. this is a big thing. And they wrote us into the story. We're just going to take advantage, you know? Um, but yeah. Pretty much, but you know, like 1800 style. <laughs> yes. Let's go ahead and get into our news segments for this week, starting as always with video games. Speaking of Among Us, this past week, I guess it was this past week. Um, yes, it was still technically this week. And so um, AOC, um, one of the New York representatives, streamed Among Us. Um, to what is um, one of the highest viewed Twitch streams, um, breaking, um, what is it, 439,000 concurrent viewers. And so, um, and had people, um, who was it? Um, had, um, Representative Omar was on there as well, as well as some other actual popular like streamer people. And so, um, they did it as part of a campaign with IWillVote.com. So this is our plug for if you're in the U.S. and you're over 18. Go and vote. So, <laughs> Go vote. And so, <laughs> vote, vote, vote. Vote early, mm-hmm. if possible. And so, I mean, in general like the campaigns currently, like I know Texas like is ready at like 80% of just early voting. What the, like of the 2016 election yeah. cycle. Um, 
which is crazy. Yeah, I and think that's it was that 8.9 like million voted in 2016 in Texas. And we're at like, yesterday we were at like 6.7 million. And so obviously more today. Yeah. Since yesterday was a weekend, but um, yeah. It was good. We need it. Everyone vote. I need to go drop off my ballot still. I mean, I voted. I've checked it all off. Just got to mail it. <laughs> no, I'm not mailing it. I'm going to go drop it off at the polling station. You're going to do it yourself well, I'm in gonna, person? I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop to it in a extent. ballot, just like a, essentially mail piece at the county building. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's what I did. <laughs> I would mail it, but I'm, I think I think last weekend was actually the <laughs> deadline for it to guarantee it. And I ain't taking the risks. <laughs> we went and actually did in-person voting. Um, it was pretty quick. I think we we're in and out in 20, 30 minutes. And so um, not a huge line. They sanitized everything. Everyone was wearing masks. Mm -hmm. All that kind of stuff. I'm a little surprised. Yeah, yeah. that's Semi the important surprised. step. Yay, Texas. <laughs> <laughs> I guess you're right. I guess you're in the city. So. Uh, so we'll throw a link to the the article, and you can watch, of course, AOC's Twitch stream. Um, watch, watch the vod. It's actually it. really. I need to go and watch it. I'd meant to tune in, but I think there was like one of the games where both AOC and Ilhan <laughs> were the imposters. That was one of the best ones. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, they. It was. It was. It was good. I think they sh should just permanently, they should stream more yep. often. Like anything. I think I saw someone that did a breakdown and it's like, if she was allowed to keep this, the money from the subs, AOC made 75% of her salary. I think it was, yeah. or like, it was something like crazy like that. Like, now granted, part of why she drew that big of an audience is because she is a representative that's, you know, connecting with the kids. Yeah, but I, right. because she's a kid herself. I mean, like that, she's like the person, perfect person to like, like I mean, like it's reasonable for her to be right. doing these streaming and stuff where it doesn't feel like a weird, awkward thing where like most of the old people in Congress or whatever would be like, "I'm just doing this to seem <laughs> relevant." Completely agree. It's like, no, you're not. In some other news. Um, <laughs> Justin posted this in our Discord. So shout out to Justin and to our Discord. Um, Destruction All-Stars has been delayed and is now part of February's PlayStation Plus. So this is the like semi-action-y, brighter colored, twisted metal, like car combat game. So. Yeah, they delayed it and we'll, yeah. I, I like this idea so much. Because, I mean, th just think of all the games that just hit it big because they were a PlayStation Plus game. Right. And um, one of the things that I was talking about in chat was it seems like a great move for a new IP that is very multiplayer focused. Like, to, to pick on, to pick on the two yeah. current, the current ones, like, you have um, Fall Guys. That was a huge thing right away. And then yep. you have Among Us, which is the opposite, where it was a two-year-old game that just finally took off. Like the odds of that happening are so slim for a game. And so like that kind of felt like Destruction All-Stars was going to get just kind of sent out to pasture. 
Like it just wasn't going to garner that audience that it really needed as a multiplayer heavy game. But when you give it to everyone as part of PlayStation Plus. Yep. I mean, it gives it, it gets you a lot of notoriety. I mean, like Fall Guys, I mean, Rocket League took off really big right after being a free game on PlayStation Plus. I mean, I probably would have never, like, I wouldn't pay for that game. Especially without a, like a free trial type thing well, either. So great because Which it I gets think big it, and then people like, I didn't get yeah, it while I was right. on PlayStation Plus and now they have to pay for it. And I'm like, hey, sucker. <laughs> right. Yeah. And that'll be a big thing for all, everyone with PlayStation Plus is to remember that even if you don't have the system, you can still claim the games if you have PlayStation yes. Plus. So you gotta make sure mm-hmm. once they start including PlayStation Plus games in or PlayStation 5 games in your PlayStation Plus, you gotta make sure to grab them. Um, so mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's useful. I think to know you have to do it that. through the PlayStation store, like website, like, yes. like PlayStation.com. PlayStation right, which store. would make sense. Um, yeah. But you want to make sure to yeah. do that. That way you can have them for when, if you ever get a PlayStation five. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I still have like a ton of PlayStation Vita games. It lives. <laughs> as a result because well i mean i can play them on my playstation tv but it's just like yeah i'm just claiming i just log in once a month claim everything yeah even if i don't have the console it's like i want that that's how you do might as well just so that's when i eventually get one day my playstation 5 Mm -hmm. i'll actually have things to play exactly Chris, you're bringing our next news story about beloved publisher Bethesda. What do you got for us? So this is a really weird lawsuit. So Bethesda got, so the lawsuit previously existed. Bethesda was just recently named in it, Um, but uh, they're being sued for $100 million after intentional sabotage of the game Rune 2 to protect their Elder Scrolls series. Um, so obviously Rune 2, number two, and that indicates it was a sequel to a previous game um, from game developer, uh, ooh, Roundhouse Studios. No, sorry. Human Head Studios, um, which went out of business the day Rune 2 launched. Oof. And then was reopened the same day as Roundhouse Studios because they were purchased by ZeniMax, the owner, uh, the umbrella company over Bethesda. Um, so the complaint is ultimately because so Rune Two is a um, is a uh, Norse style game, very similar to like the the story and gameplay of Skyrim. Um, for the most part, probably minus mm-hmm. the dragons, I think. Um, and so they, the accusation is that ultimately, since it was similar, that when Bethesda or ZeniMax purchased and reopened the studios and didn't further offers further support, they were intentionally sabotaging um, the game and the success of the game um, as a result. So they are currently being sued by... Um, so the, the lawsuit was originally filed December of 2019. Um, the original develop and it was being the complaint is being lodged by the original developers of the game, um, and yeah, so just alleging that they uh, intentionally um, 
abandoned the game after launch to obviously protect Skyrim. Perfect, I guess. I don't know. Um, kind of just an interesting chain of events. I just, the re main reason I want to talk about is that it's like Human Head Studios closed the day after and then reopened as a new studio under a much larger corporation. Um, it's just kind of crazy. Yeah. Never even heard of these games, but. Yeah. I've yeah, never heard of this. I was just going to say the same thing. Heard of this happening? Like one of the things in the, the article that you posted is the complaint also mentioned the PR troubles caused by the alleged sabotage, noting that in spite of the game's positive reviews, the next day Ragnarok was faced with headlines about the studio's departure and the wavering future of Rune 2 post launch. I mean, that's definitely bad. I'd... I mean, what happens when yeah. your studio gets shut down? Like, like when you get when you get acquired, the new company has no obligation to continue support for the previous projects. No, I'm just gonna throw that out there. Um, especially since, like, if you look at the time frame, like, technically they didn't take ownership till the day of the launch, which is also weird. Um, like, like, like right. on not necessarily on yeah. the Zenimax side, but on the like the company side, like that's a lot going on on one day that you probably don't want all happening at once. Seriously, we're going to mm -hmm. launch a game, close our studio, get bought, reopen under a new name. It's just a weird chain of events. A lot going on in a short period of time. Right. Also part of it is that ultimately after Zenimax's purchase, they refused to provide or re-release the source code back to the original developers so they can continue support and things like that. There's a few other things indicated in this. Um, but yeah. Hmm. We'll keep the listeners informed. But does that mean technically Microsoft? I mean, technically, yeah. I mean, through like the weird chain of events of like Bethesda's being sued that is owned by ZeniMax, that is owned by Microsoft. Yep. <laughs> Through all, all right. the chains of technicalities. Um, this does just seem like a drop in the bucket. Like if you're Microsoft and you play, paid 7.5 yeah. billion for Zenimax, what's another 100 million? Like, <laughs> I mean, yeah, it's, it's really, not, I mean, 100 million for us is a ton. But like when you consider yeah. Microsoft's acquisition of them for 7.5 billion, 100 billion is like, okay. We can settle for that. It's more like hush we can, money. We can settle. Um, <laughs> granted, granted, the entire lawsuit's for hundred million. So, like, if it does settle, it's going to be probably right. for less than that. Um, this is not yeah. something that's likely to go to court. Um, we're probably going to be like, here, take your money, developers. Yeah, here's a few million dollars. I mean, like, if I was them, I'd be like, can I settle for like five hundred thousand? We'll just call it good. <laughs> with that let's head on into movies tv anime and entertainment emma i think you added our next story yeah um oscar isaac rumor has it has been cast as moon knight in a new disney plus series um which is super exciting um because he's jumping back into the marvel universe from the star wars universe um because he was mm -hmm. in the X-Men world for a little bit, and now he's back in what will hopefully be a part of Marvel that's you know, 
a little bit not better than the X Men universe. Considered one of like the worst X Men movies out there. <laughs> like, yeah, uh, yeah, exactly. Um, so Moon Knight is for the long and the short of the people who don't know, such as myself, who had to do some digging. Um, Moon Knight is basically um, Mark Spector, who is an elite soldier and mercenary who decides to fight crime after he becomes the human avatar of Kunshu? Kunshu? Pronunciations are terrible. My apologies. Um, The Egyptian god of the moon. So I'm personally excited for this because I always, I love like like mythology of different cultures, especially Egyptian culture and how those get brought into modern day fiction. So I'm just excited. I really love that he was apocalypse, which has all of the Egyptian overtones and then is now going to be moon Knight, which as you just said, is the avatar of an Egyptian God. Like I just love it. Like, I mean, it's not as crazy as like the, the electro stuff, but it just makes me so happy that basically they're just like, Mm-mm. oh, we're just tweaking the backstory a little bit. Like, give them a little bit different powers, but like, yeah, I mean, basically, all the research you did for the role is fine. <laughs> yeah. Basically, the exact same thing, but a little Maybe bit different. Maybe they'll pull a Deadpool and just like end credit wise. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Find I'd a way to okay karate that. everything, just like, <laughs> just never happened. <laughs> so good. Um, um i'm super excited for moon knight though um despite like regardless of any casting decisions i'm just liking the focus on obscure superhero characters that they really get to bring to the light and i think also because they're obscure it means you're just it's it's so much more introductory so it's there's less Mm -hmm. you can do wrong yeah um Whereas, like, when you pick, like, a major beloved character, they're like, oh, you know, the fans are always going to be comparing it to the source material and everything. And, like, oh, you did this wrong. Mm-hmm. You did. So when you take a lesser known one, yes, you have the, like, diehard fans who love Moon Knight or have been involved with their comics. But for the most part, most of us aren't as familiar with them. So we're Don't just, like, really have a lot of information. I this is awesome. But I think a, a good illustration of that is the Guardians Absolutely. of the Galaxy and then the Defenders. Right. Like no exactly. one yeah. really knew. Well, yeah. And even like MCU as a whole, like it wasn't like the names, the big names at first, but like you got into guardians that again, like no one had heard of at the time. And then the no, defenders that them. a lot of people knew daredevil, yeah, but people didn't really know Jessica Jones or mm-hmm. iron fist and remotely the same. Right. Um, and then Luke Cage was, I, I was probably more popular than Jessica Jones and iron fist, but not as up there with daredevil. And so like, getting a series like this is such a good way to get that character introduced. You get, and I think it basically just becomes, as long as this is interesting, people are going to love Moon Knight. Like the bar is super low for what you said, Chris, of like people don't really have their like preconceived, like notions of this character. Notions or. Right. Unlike with someone like Spider-Man where everyone's like, okay, I have an image, right. even if I've never even read the comics, of how right. this is supposed to go. Right. And hopefully they'll do, the, like, hopefully Shang-Chi will get the same mm-hmm. justice and, and everything. Hopefully they write him well. Mm-hmm. 
I, I just like what MCU has been doing is bringing kind of lesser known characters and just making their own thing um, for sure. I'm stoked. And then Chris, I think you brought the next piece about a certain children's show. Yes. I, I, I'm not sure if you guys opened this, but um, so. I have indeed opened I it. I skimmed okay. it very briefly. <laughs> and I'm somewhat concerned. Okay. So, Daniel Kalua, um, known for his work in Get Out, Black Panther, Widows, Judas and the Black Messiah, um, is kind of making his kind of directorial filmmaker debut with a project of remaking a certain children's show revolving around a giant purple dinosaur. <laughs> hmm. Named Barney. <laughs> so for those of us that grew up in the 90s um as children um early 90s uh barney and friends obviously uh you probably everyone knows the song i love you um forever but this kind of sounds like it like based on his interview um sounds maybe that he's taking putting Barney in a setting that isn't necessarily optimistic while still maintaining his optimistic persona. I'd, I'd just like to say that Barney and its original creation still scared me what? as a kid. I never liked Barney. So in any I don't know respects. I told the story on air. I was obsessed but, um, with Barney. So Barney was shot in Dallas. <laughs> and um, when I... Did you go to no, a live so when recording? I was little? I, oh. I also like Emma did not like Barney. And one of the, the threats that my dad would make if I was being bad is that he would make me get on the show Barney because it was filmed in Dallas. And of course, like <laughs> oh, I believe no. that because I don't know how casting works. Like, and so of course I was like, oh no, anything but that. Um, <laughs> but yeah. So that's great. I don't have a specific love for this. Indiana I mean, so in the in it specifically saying saying, um, what does it say? Um, re referring to the song "I Love You, You Love Me," um, that's one of the first songs I remember. And what happens when that isn't true? I thought that was really heartbreaking. I have no idea why it feels like that. Like that makes sense. Feels like there's something unexpected that can be poignant but optimistic, especially at this time now. I think that's really neat. Really, really needed. Um, the, the new source, the AV club has also noted on this, um, kind of the protagonist remains unfailingly loving and cheerful in the face of a starkly unoptimistic time. Yep. So it's like, and you, you've, in the original Barney, like it was just, yep. And you skipped a, a quote that I really want to read. Cause I think it's really cool. It says, uh, and it was, it's from the AV club. They know. The le it's less gritty Barney reboot and more life is gritty. Let's reboot Barney, which I thought was that's yes. a really cool quote. Um, and yeah. just kind of it's not like they're just doing like, hey, what happens <laughs> if we take this and make it dark and gritty? It's like, what if we just like pose like current timely situations and put Barney in the middle of it all? So, what you're saying is they're taking it Barney and putting him in Mr. Rogers' shoes. I mean, that's the crossover. Because that's basically made. what Mr. Rogers. Mr. Rogers did. also had creepy puppets. Sure. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, yes, in a sense, yes. 
taking like real serious, like just welcome to 2020 kind of situation. Um, and instead of like portraying a uh, uh, like a overly positive general world happening, um, posing real world situation, but let's throw a unfailingly loving and cheerful <laughs> character in the middle of all that and see how we write this. Um, I'm intrigued um, to see how Barney copes with 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 the next year. <laughs> yeah, I'm super interested to see, not necessarily because I'll watch it, but I'm super interested to see what this will be. Um, and so with that, I guess let's get yeah. into it's our favorite name funny. segment. <laughs> Chris, what do you got for us? So this technically happened a couple weeks ago, for the most part. Um, But Apple did uh, announce their new lineup, and they have four devices. Four new iPhone 12s. Can you guess what they're all called? Which implies what? iPhone 12 Max. Almost. So obviously, just the the, the general um, that we obviously have the iPhone 12. We're getting the iPhone 12 Mini, the iPhone 12 Pro, and the iPhone Pro Max. Right, so iPhone 12 Pro Max. What are the differences? What does the, any of that mean? <laughs> Please translate <laughs> for someone who does not follow the iPhone news because they couldn't care less, despite the fact that they use an iPhone. <laughs> Predominantly, the main differences are what cameras are in each build um, and their base storage sizes. Um, the iPhone 12 mini is kind of just a general um, basic version of the iPhone 12 up-to-date system it's going to be a slightly more underpowered same chip in all of them same processor but the voltage and the processing power is going to be reduced based on just the internal mechanisms um these are all 5g devices so next gen data transfer that's just not rolled out yet really (laughs) anywhere um so 5g is just a gimmick right now um and also, this is the first time iPhone has specifically partnered with a carrier for the release, and it's not AT&T, it's actually Verizon this time. And actually, a large part of their showcase was run by Verizon, which was super interesting. Um, yeah. It's also the first time where the prices you see on the iPhone Apple website aren't the actual let me purchase a unlocked phone price but they're actually the carrier prices so that your price at checkout might be different than what you were expecting. Hmm. Um, but in general, the cameras, like they're really focusing obviously on making some headway against the Android market regarding camera specs um, and kind of like a lot of what they were featuring were kind of the fringe, like the, I like, crazy kind of situations that you can use your phone in, um, not your most common photography situations. Um, but yeah, the iPhone 12 has a 12 megapixel wide and a 12 megapixel ultra wide lens. Um, 
there are three lenses on the iPhone 12 Pro, 12 megapixel wide, 12 megapixel ultra wide, and as well as a 12 megapixel telephoto. Um, it's a lot of pixels. Yeah. I don't know. Not how really. Work. I just took a guess. Uh, that's really not a lot of pixels. <laughs> it was um, either going to be a lot or not a lot, and the, I just I took the 50-50. Yeah, the iPhone Pro 12 starts off at 128 gigabyte storage compared to, you know, the standard across their lines has always been like 64 most recently um, in terms of the iPhone 11 lineup and things like that. Um, but yeah, if you're an iPhone user, uh, you know, if you upgraded to the iPhone 11, they are projecting that maybe probably still hold off another year before upgrading. The, the, the jump from iPhone 11 to the iPhone 12 isn't that great, but going from jumping two generations from the iPhone 10 might be worth it um, at this time. Um, they're just trying to hit like all these different markets. Yeah, it makes a lot of sense. Deanna says in chat that lots of um, vloggers use iPhones to film. Um, so it definitely makes a lot of sense that like you want to hit that market of people that are just looking for a good, like good enough camera that you can do your vlogging part and like, yeah, and you can just have the device that you're we're going to use already. And so you can kind of work it both ways versus needing to like also buy a good camera. Right. I'm kind of at the mm -hmm. point where like having my phone be able to do everything I don't care for. Because I don't like yeah. jumping back and forth between apps or like trying to navigate between different systems for the most part. Yeah. So I like having a dedicated device for things like photography and video. Mm -hmm. um, granted, Same I don't here. probably do enough as I used to, but I've been working on that. <laughs> as have also, I, because <laughs> I am on that exact same boat, so. I know we talked about like rumors regarding the iPhone 12. Does it have a charge port, Cameron? Isn't it not? Isn't it like... There were early, there were early rumors that this was that possibly this would be also a isn't it device. not was a great it does still charge off isn't it not is a was a great sentence I'm super proud of that. <laughs> um, it is it does still have a lightning port. Still using the freaking I mean, lightning port. Apple likes their dongles. But the thing <laughs> is, they've switched all their other devices to USB C. <laughs> Oh, also something about this device. iPhone 12s will not ship with a charging brick. Oh yeah, that's what I remember seeing. Okay. Yeah, they will come with the charging cable, so lightning cable. Um, also, the iPhone 12s are the first launch for their MagSafe um, lineup. So the MagSafe charging capabilities, as well as like the MagSafe um, built into the phone. So. Um, what is that? What does MagSafe that mean? MagSafe is like the magnetic. Um, so essentially there are, there's a square magnet built into the back of the phone now, um, that now, so like it, so this is what they're planning is ultimately that they will do away with the port eventually, the charge port, because it is a mm -hmm. fail, failure point. Um, and that their next gen essentially is all going to be wireless charging for the most part, but specifically on a MagSafe format so you can throw your phone over a MagSafe it'll catch where it needs to and charge over the MagSafe also obviously car car uh your your phone holders for your car will probably be more MagSafe 
um, Reliant. Um, currently, they they make cases that you can put a magnet in, so you can just hit your phone, and obviously be in place for if you have wireless charging as well, things of the sort. Um, mm-hmm. So they're kind of pushing toward that a little more with this device. Um, we'll see what the future holds or how much those devices cost. Um, ultimately, they did announce that the reason why they're not shipping with charging bricks is that um, is that it's to reduce their carbon footprint and people buy third-party chargers anyway. So this is officially saying, you know how we said, used to say that you have to, you should really be using the Apple brick for charging your Apple devices. It turns yeah, out we just wanted your money. Um, like, right. who could have seen that coming? Yeah. <laughs> here's, here's the other yeah. thing though. Like all previous Apple devices, the charging brick is USB-A, so the square USB to lightning. The cable that comes with the device is USB-C to USB to the lightning port. Weird. So, so if you do have a previous generation charging brick, you can't use it with the iPhone 12 device because, well, I mean, unless you're using your old cable, because the cable is USB-C to, U- to lightning port. It, yeah, it's a mess. That's definitely a mess. It's a mess. So either way, you have to go out and buy a charging port so your carbon, the while... Apple's carbon footprint has been reduced. There's still carbon footprint because you have to go buy a charging port if you don't have a USB-C style socket. It's crazy. With that, let's get into Apple the case. tangibles. We tech talk tack, where we talk all things board games, Magic Tic-tac-toe. the Gathering, D&D. This week, we got two things. Um, today was the first official day of Commander Legends. Spoilers. Um, for the latest supplemental magic set. So um, we'll have more of a conversation about that later, but just kind of want to call that out. After like a huge chunk of the set leaked because someone stole a box of cards or some boxes of cards and then sold them on eBay. And so like the German, everything was in German and leaked um, because of what they opened. But, you know, um, and then the person was like, oh no, Wizards made me give it back. I didn't know it was stolen, really. Whatever. Um, I mean, you're buying something out, like right. well before launch, and you don't. Are you sure? Right. It's pretty obvious. So that was that was a thing that occurred. Um, super excited to talk more about it once we um, once we do a commander, or if we do a commander legends show, and then in the world of D and D. Um, today, Greg posted this in the Discord. We got a new Unearthed Arcana with two new subclasses that are focused around the idea of being empowered by dragons. And so... Um, yes. It is right. playtest material still currently, so like none of this yeah. is officially set, um, but we'll yeah. likely be so, finalized. Good point. Days. As always, Unearthed Arcanas are playtest. Um, and so if you play it now and then come back after it's printed in an official source... There will be things that are different um, or it'll just be scrapped completely. Yeah. Um, and so. That too. Like you, you, <laughs> one of those. <laughs> right. 50-50 chance here. Um, so I just want to call this out um, because I really liked the theme. So there's a subclass for the monk. Um, that's the way of the ascendant dragon. And then there's a new ranger called the Drake Warden. Um, and they are both centered on this idea of mm. like studying dragons um, and based on your connection with your dragon origin, 
I want to play both of these. I mean, like in general, like this, this ranger subclass is very close to like how I rolled my ranger in general or like my favorite animal wasn't were draconic anyway. Um, And I like this. I like this a lot. Yeah. I really like a lot of what they do with the UAs. My um, warlock that I'm playing in the play by post is it has a UA subclass. So I'm doing the the genie patron. And so I really like this idea. Um, like I said, that's, that's the big reason I want to bring this up is that these are just very cool, very thematic. Um, Chris, for us as magic players, like the way of the Ascendant Dragon is very Jeskai. Like you could very much flavor yep. and like play Narset if you wanted to do something like that. <laughs> don't get... Don't give my ideas up. Don't stop steal his ideas. Us. Yeah, stop. stop <laughs> it. Now everyone's going to be doing it. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, I really like those. I really like those themes. Um, I'm kind of surprised that they didn't release something spoopy with it being like, like if you're going to do an Unearth Arcana release right before Halloween, this seems like the prime time to do something like but it's probably just something that looks like we don't right i mean definitely could be that <laughs> but it just seems like because they've been qu- kind of quiet recently with uas and so i'm just really like i said i'm just really surprised mm-hmm. that this is the one that you chose to launch right before but it's a really cool set of subclasses so i mean no complaints but exactly still better than nothing it's something it's always done i love i love unearth arcana and I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna make some NPCs at the very least, depending on or have a plan for a character if I need one. Yep. All those backups. <laughs> it's like that's why I like just making random characters because either way, either they're gonna become an NPC somewhere along the line if I don't get to play them, or when I do get to play them, it's just gonna be fun. Also, those are my two favorite classes. That wraps up our new segment, our segments. And so real quick, we want to just give a shout out that again, um, I mentioned this at the top of the show, but Thursday is book club right here, 645. We're doing The Legend of Sleepy Hollow. It's super short. Um, yes. You can um, read I listened to the audiobook that. today and it's like an hour and a half audiobook. And so... Um, so it's very quick. Um, it's a very fun read um, or listen, I guess. Um, but big shout out. So we'll be back here Thursday night, 645 Mountain Time, chatting about Sleepy Hollow. And then that brings us into our top three list of the week. We are talking about who or what are some of your favorite monsters. And so... Um, we got some responses over on our Twitter from someone named Shanine Thompson. Don't know who that is. This mm. Says, I'm a sucker Never for the classic Dracula and Frankenstein, uh, but my favorite has got to be the Weeping Angels. It's a good shout out to our Doctor mm-hmm. Who special from last week. And so then Justin says, um, I like the versions of all the classic monsters that were in Monster Squad. Um, if you haven't seen it, I highly recommend it. Awesome movie. And then um, someone named Angie asks if Rocky Horror Picture Show counts. And I said, 
if it counts in your heart, it counts for us. Because there are no rules. The first rule of the top three. We we don't put that much thought into it. But you can take it at face value or you can twist it however you want. That's fine. I do it all the time. And then Stranger Damies. Um, It's an actual play D&D podcast. They said Godzilla, who is, after all, the king Mm. of monsters. It's a good one. King of monsters. And so, big shout out to our Twitter responses. And so, um, let's get started with our top three. Emma, you want to start us off? Absolutely. My first is the alien from Alien because it's such a cool a different I guess you could consider it a monster in some sense um, it's a different sort of take on alien life because we're so used to in movies and media aliens either looking very humanoid or like bacteria if it's a live action movie if you will and because those are the easiest things to accomplish. But with the alien, it's like this big, sure, it looks vaguely humanoid, but it's got this giant, weirdly shaped head and all of these random things coming out of it. And it's super smart and intelligent. And yeah. Nice. Chris, what do you got? My first one is one of my favorite, mostly probably because of the armor you get from it. Um, but the Odo Garen from Monster Hunter World. Um, yep. It's a monster, right? Yeah. Again, Chris, there are literally <laughs> I mean, no I rules. I love all the monsters. I know. I know. I love all the monsters no from Monster Hunter World um, for the most part. Uh, but this one has a special place because the armor is. That armor is sweet. I love it. It's, one of my, it's my favorite armor set in the game. Um, for my first one, I decided to go with a group. Um, and it's zombies, but especially how they're represented in the movie Omega Man, which is based in the same book as I Am Legend. Um, so like in that version of it, like the zombies are actually like intelligent and arguably smarter than people. Um, and so it's a really interesting take on that idea of like, um, to what Emma, what you said about like the bacteria of like the disease that infects you. It, it definitely like changes you and makes you non-human, but you're kind of better off. Yeah. Um, and so it's a, it's a super yeah. interesting take. Um, and so, yeah, zombies from Omega Man. So my next one are the water creatures from the waters of Mars, which is a Doctor Who episode, in part because that's one of my favorite Doctor Who episodes, but also because it goes, it's like the humanoid monster that's not a classical monster that's one of my favorites because it's a bacteria Mm -hmm. speaking of bacteria that they get infected with by drinking the water on mars so now i'm like whenever i see a new story from nasa or whoever going there may be water on mars Mm -hmm. i'm like don't drink the water on mars you're gonna like turn into this leaky faucet that just takes over your brain so, yeah. New telescope co- technology does has revealed that it, like they can prove water on the moon. Yeah, yeah. Which is really cool. Sorry, just 
Mm-hmm. Chris, what's your number two? The Final Fantasy Adamantus. Mm. Another good one. Because always a tough battle. Also, just shout out to the Final Fantasy 15 iteration, which was a phenomenal boss fight. Took forever. Yeah, so people that don't um, know, Chris, what is this? Adamantwais is essentially a mountain turtle. Yeah, so it's, it's one of those, it's, it's definitely a trope you see in other places. Um, but yeah, yes. it's, it's, it, it even kind of ties in like with Avatar The Last Airbender with like the lion turtles. It's yep. kind of that, that same trope, so. Yep. So the Adamantwais obviously, so like the, it, it goes all the way back to the original Final Fantasy II um, as one of the kind of, it, it's, it's typically an elective boss, um, but it's also where you get like obviously you get uh material typically that's used in like higher end so the adam adamantois hide is used for high-end armors and stuff like that if there's a crafting system in the game or anything like that um but yeah it is it is the giant tanky turtle that is at least in 15 a Mm hour-long boss fight yeah it's a it's a long one Mm. It's a long one. You just keep grinding at it, keep grinding at it. it it's it's like not hard. It just takes forever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. My next one, um, I think to the joy of everyone on this podcast, is dinos, but especially the robot kind. So big shout out, especially to like the Thunderjaw from Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, I loved that take yeah. on, on the giant, like... Um, the giant dinosaurs and giant creatures in general. They're not all dinosaurs, but um, that's probably one of my favorite interpretations of that, that big giant monstery trope is you make it like. Dad's got to watch the all about those zoids. (laughs) I mean, it's literally just horizon zero dawn. Once they have like tamed the mechanic machines, (laughs) that's it's, it is what it is. Okay. Because I know I'm going to forget you have to put it on the host recommendations it's not a good series i'm just gonna throw that out there it's not a good series you're still recommending it i'm recommending it to those who are fans of horizon because it it's literally just horizon and anime horizon zero dawn which is the point of that channel and it it's it's great so my point is i've already (laughs) forgotten what it's called so my point is put it in the channel and say for people who like horizon zero dawn (laughs) Pretty sure I'm the only one that's posted. I forget things very quickly, so I'll post it now. I like it. (laughs) Emma, what is your number three? Dracula, because it's a like a solid representation of vampires (laughs) that don't glitter in the sun, and it's a proper scary monster when you actually read the book or watch a well-done movie, like vampires are not supposed to sparkle in the sun, (laughs) if you ask me. And Dracula is a great representation and a classic representation of vampires from like the original, if you will, or just like all of the stories that have been handed on through history. That's a great one. Great classic. They're no yep. Dr. Acula, yeah. but 
<laughs> Chris, what is your number three? Um, my number three, I, this just because this, I don't know why this movie has just a special. It's not good either. Um, honestly, the monster is not that. I mean, it has aspects to its lore, but Jeepers Creepers. Mm. I don't know why. I like. I don't know. I, I it's just one of my favorite, very bad attempt at like horror movies but it was like predominantly bright during the movie which was really obnoxious like i typically if i'm going to watch a horror movie it needs to be like dark eerie and people need to be scared in the dark whereas this one takes like predominantly place during daylight and it's weird but i don't know it's just a, it's just a different take on the horror movie genre um and it, it's it is a actual monster creature that was just made up um but yeah, Jeepers Creepers. Where'd you get them, Peepers? Zena posted her top three in chat, which made me completely rethink my number three. Um, and so um, I'll read mine and then we can get to what she had posted. But um, so I put Sully and Mike as my revised number three. Um, they're just, I yeah. love them. And I completely don't know why I didn't think of this, but um, I love the Monsters Inc. take on monsters. Like just their their design, everything. I love that this idea that monsters are scary just because it's a job. Like it's not who they are, but like mm-hmm. it's just something that they do to like power their city. And then um, I love Sully and Mike's friendship. Like that's such a great part of that movie. And so, oh, so good. Love Monsters Inc. So in chat, Deanna put Roz. From Monsters Inc. with the always watching. Mm-hmm. Um, Fano from Pan's Labyrinth. Um, um, which is a mm. yeah, <laughs> that's a very iconic one as well. Yeah. Yeah. And then um yeah. is on my short list. Um what's the so what's the from that that movie, mm-hmm. the one with the the eyes? I don't I don't remember the name, but that was probably my favorite. The eyes, the guy with the eyes in his hands. That someone someone could tell me, I'm sure, in the comments. I think that, but... that is what we're talking about. Yeah. I think that yeah. is Fauna. At least I thought right. that was Fauna. That is okay. I, I, I could be that's wrong. That's what I was thinking. I was like, do, do you maybe do I have names wrong? Because that's what I was thinking. Oh, I've wait, only seen the, the movie once. So like, that's that's the iconic one that I oh, came apparently Fano might just wrong. be the fawn. It's just the translation of it because it's in it takes place in Spain. And so um yeah. so maybe that's just the name of the actual fawn um what that's in Pan's Labyrinth, not the one with the not the one with the eyes. Yeah, Diana okay. says. Um, I'm I'm fun. trying to go to their wiki and they literally only have like, two characters on the Pan's Labyrinth wiki. So I can't uh, can't help Deanna out. That doesn't there. help. Um oh and apparently Doug Jones, um, the actor plays both Fano and the I dude. <laughs> the I dude. And so <laughs> the I dude. Just whoever you are, yeah. that's my favorite one from that movie. And uh, <laughs> is he just known as that the could, okay, that makes sense. Yeah. And so, um, and then what else was I going to say? Um, another, we got a shout out to the Sanderson sisters from Hocus Pocus from Chuck the Hutt. 
And so, which again is another great, like witches are another one of those great classic ones. And it's always fun to see that the, I like the comedic takes on things because I like laughing. And so um, the Sanderson sisters are definitely a great one. Um, so um, I guess with that, it's time to wrap up this episode. Next week, we are going to have some guests on the podcast and we are going to be chatting about our top three swords with um, Mike and James from Geek at Arms. So tune in next week for that. And what so, um, oh, and what oh, Chunk, thank you again for gifting a sub. We appreciate you a lot. Uh, oh, and Deanna's number three. I, I, I stopped reading. Um, then um, Louie from Interview with a Vampire. I don't know what that one is specifically. So Deanna, we will have to watch that one. And so. It's the Tom Cruise movie. Of Brad Pitt. Yeah, Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt. And so um, we will hang out for a little bit, of course, and do our post-show chat. Um, but before we get into that, um, as always, listeners, you can find us at One Geek 411 on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and you can join our Discord if you want to chat with us between shows. You can also shoot us an email at 1stgeek411 at gmail.com and watch live on our Twitch, Monday nights at 6.45, Mountain Time, and then you can find the videos over on our YouTube if you're a podcast listener, we would really appreciate it if you would rate and subscribe. And then, of course, you can check out the show notes on our website, onegeek411.com, where you can find our sister podcast, Faith, Trust, and Pixie Dust. Then if you want to connect with us personally, you can do that through our personal social media. Mine's Humar Whittle. Mine is I am not prepared with an I. And I'm not so foreign. That's N-O-T-S-O-4-E-I-G-N wash your hands I love you don't play with fire that's, that's a that's a very important call out